Ladies and gentlemen, grunts and girls, welcome to Bullets to Beans. As always, I'm your host, Doc J. This is the 21st of March, 2020. We are deep in the middle of a world emergency pandemic with COVID-19. And like everybody else, that's what we're going to talk about today. So strap in, sit tight, and we will get started. This morning, we were going to go over veteran support and veteran service organizations and have a good discussion about the variety of different programs that are available to the veteran community for a myriad of support structures. We're still going to have that show. That show's just not going to be today because I'm under quarantine for coronavirus. Some of my travels as of recent for my full-time job took me to the far stretches of the third world of Seattle, Washington, which is plagued with some coronavirus issues right now. In and out of Seattle about five times over a three-week period. In between trip two and trip three of three different weeks of trips, I started getting some symptoms. I kind of wrote it off as whatever, and then they kept progressing. And then as I started, because of my job in healthcare, looking at everything that's happening and reading the reports of the different presentations and symptomology with patients as they uh, are diagnosed, light bulb went off and I was like, well, <laughs> shit, I was in Seattle. I stayed at an airport with all these Asian air crews and uh, now I'm getting sick. So I should probably tell my doctor. So I told my doctor about it and uh, I was sent for testing the other day. So when you get tested, they test you for influenza, for RSV, and for COVID-19 coronavirus. As of the time of this recording on Saturday morning, my influenza came back negative. The RSV came back negative. It takes a little bit longer for the coronavirus test. So I should have those results in the next 48 hours or so. I am admittedly already starting to feel a little bit better. So I have some mild fever, body pains, and a cough, and just crap in my chest. And overall, the editing is going to be fun because I'm I'm trying to not cough into the microphone and everything as I'm uh, doing the show today. So so that's why the show that we did talk about got pushed. So today, uh, the show is going to be about coronavirus and COVID-19 and kind of the update of what's happening and what's going on. Um, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we do get into that, I'm going to keep to my promise. I threatened you guys with a buy show update from now and through November, and this should be done, hopefully this pandemic junk that we're working through right now, at least this wave of it, should be done. So again, coming up November 11th, 2020, that's Veterans Day for this entire community in Dallas, Texas, at the club called Four Day Weekend, which is a beautiful name for, for this event. There's a veteran comedy show that's being put on by comedian Jonah Maddox, Jonah's my brother from another mother. He was one of my medics in my platoon in 6-4 Cav. Uh, so Jonah's producing it. There will be a variety of comedians on stage. All the comedians are veterans. So this is likely to be very dark, twisted veteran humor. So we should all enjoy that. The proceeds from this show are all going to Defenders of Freedom. That is a local nonprofit in the Dallas area. And I believe they have an office in Philadelphia as well. As we get closer to the, the time of this show, I will uh, I will spotlight Defenders of Freedom. I'm going to reach out to them and actually see if I can get a spokesperson or a member of their board or somebody to be on the phone with me and Jonah and do a show specifically kind of ramping up and prepping for this. 
Remedy Alpine will be one of the sponsors of the show down in Dallas. And if you hadn't heard, I will be there barring any travel restrictions in and out of the state of Alaska or Texas. So again, November 11th, the club is called Four Day Weekend in Dallas, Texas, a veteran only or a veteran centric comedy show, all veteran comics, all the benefits, all the proceeds go to benefit the Defenders of Freedom Foundation. So we're going to take a pause for a second and then we will get into having a conversation about COVID-19. Hang on. So let's get into it today. So again, for the second week in a row, and likely at least intermittently for the foreseeable future until we get through this current threat of COVID-19 coronavirus, this is going to be our discussion. Not every week, but at least intermittently. I think it's important to, to keep people up to date and informed on what's going on. So today's show admittedly might be a little across the board. It's not scripted or outlined. I'm just kind of winging it. As most of you know, my full-time gig, I am a, a healthcare operations director for a national firm, and I manage sites across five different states. So the territories or the, the, the region that I manage is Alaska, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana. So I monitor those states' websites every day at 5 a.m., and I look at current government action, either executive orders or advisories, mandates that are put out to help control coronavirus spread. I look at disease statistics, basically current cases and deaths. There's a lot of things that are happening the same in certain states. Alaska, Washington, Oregon seem to be by and large on the same sheet of music, not necessarily one or the other being a pace setter as far as how aggressive they're going at it. Everyone seems to be moving at the same kind of pace and tone. You know, someone might have a press conference an hour before somebody else releasing essentially the same mandate, the same information or the same guidance. And not to knock the rural states, right? But Montana and Idaho, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of watching those two states more specifically, just because what I'm seeing from the reaction response, uh, the reaction and the response from those states isn't as aggressive. It isn't as synchronous with the other states. You know, it, even just the other day, Idaho, their school closures are, the recommendation is made at the district level. There was not a statewide closure of schools. So what you're seeing, if you go onto their impact link on their Department of Health website, you know, you click on the school districts or school closures and districts that are right next to each other in proximity, you know, one of them might have a closure or a delay out through March 31st, then April 3rd, April 6th, April 10th. It's really all across the board and it's there. there's no continuity of how things are being done. And I'm, I'm curious to see how that will impact them going into the future on however long the future is of this disease process. So real quick up to date, the the five states that I monitor, there's a total of 1,704 cases, 14 in Alaska, 1,524 in Washington. They're getting railed with this right now. 114 in Oregon, 31 in Montana, and 21 in Idaho. What's interesting overnight between yesterday and today, Alaska had, or in the last 24-hour period rather, Alaska had two new cases, Washington had 148 new cases, Oregon had 26 new cases, and Montana had 15. So we'll see what happens. So I do monitor at least those five states in my territory for work on a regular basis, part of what I do. So what else about coronavirus? So let's talk about the actual no shit what people should do because quite honestly, and I'm going to call them out specifically, 
Congressman Don Young, the Alaska congressman, our only congressman, I think he's been in Congress almost as long as I've been alive. While speaking at a community event in Fairbanks earlier this week, I think this asshole referred to it as the beer virus. I kid you not, and if I understand the report correctly, he was speaking to a group of senior citizens and and basically downplayed this entire disease as a beer virus. And I mean, his... His, his entire demeanor about it was was casual. Uh, he was essentially writing it off and not taking it serious. And as a, as a legislator for our state, you know, when shit gets bad in Alaska, it could get really bad. The geographic isolation, uh, our dependence on resources from outside the state, especially in the middle of a winter, in the first real winter that we've had in a couple of years, to downplay this, and I get not wanting to add to the panic I get not wanting to add to the social hysteria because there's enough fear mongering out there. Quite honestly, any any major news outlet is guilty of fear mongering right now. So I can understand wanting to not play into that. And if that was his intent, then he he swung to the opposite side of this. And I, I think he negated his obligation of responsibility to keep the constituents well informed of the reality of the situation. And if he, if his opinion is of the fact that this is a quote unquote beer virus and he's going to make light of it. And this is challenging me to not get political on this media because I, I've, I promised by and large to never do that. And I'm on episode eight and here I am feeling challenged by this. So take that to consideration the next time he's up for reelection. Look at his record. Typically have been a pretty strong supporter or avid supporter of him. I don't think he should sit on any healthcare panels or any healthcare committees right now. So, and ironically, he's with his age, he's one of the most susceptible for this for this virus right now. On that note, fear and panic, let's talk about fear and panic. Keep that shit under control. This is something that needs to be taken serious. Isolation, social distancing, the precautionary measures that are being mandated, you know, take that serious. You know, this is something that needs to be given the appropriate level of respect. Like any enemy, you know, you, you should find uh, you should find a way to respect them. So respect this process, but don't don't take it out of control. The hoarding of toilet paper, for fuck's sake, you know, have the appropriate amount, have enough to take care of you and your family for an appropriate amount of time. But for God's sake, you know, I love there was a there was a video that went around of a dad, and and I could totally relate with this dude. He did the math on like one of the the 200 roll cases of of shit tickets at Costco that you know to use that up in a 30 day period everybody in the family would have to shit like 25 times a day or whatever it was it was just ungodly so you know you got to take care of yourself but you've got to take care of the community right because if you're healthy and you're protected and your your little bubble is okay but then because you're hoarding you're causing other people to not have the appropriate resources or things that they need then you know it could could cause them to be less healthy. If they're less healthy, then their immune system is going to be taxed and challenged and working in overdrive, which means they're immunocompromised, which means they're more susceptible to this disease, which makes your entire community more susceptible to this disease. So by hoarding shit, you're actually part of the problem and not part of the solution. So keep that regulated and keep that under control. So, you know, stay educated. Don't listen to Fox. Don't listen to CNN. Don't listen to CNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC. I don't even know which ones are still around anymore. Uh, Obviously, I know the big ones. 
because uh, you can't avoid it. Go to State Department of Health websites. Look for, if you want to be educated and smart on this current issue that we're having in our country, do some research. There's a lot of good information that's available. Johns Hopkins has a website that specifically for this, and you can sign up for an email newsletter that drops in your inbox every day. It updates with, the, the newsletter updates with links to other validated, valuable, accurate information resources. You know, the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, the World Health Organization, like I said, your State Department of Health website. So there's there's a myriad of resources that are available to where you could stay informed without having to rely on social media. And I know I did a live stream on the Bullets to Beans Facebook page earlier this morning. And, and I say this about myself, take, <laughs> you know, take take what I do for a living for and give it the, the amount of gratis that it deserves. There's a ton of people doing live streams right now, right? If people are doing live streams and trying to educate the public on coronavirus and COVID-19 and give advice on what they should be doing. They're not a physician, a healthcare professional, a disaster management planner, somebody that works in an emergency operations center. If they're just a dude or a chick that's trying to give you advice, you know, take it for what it's worth. Not that everyone that's doing this is wrong, but keep in mind, not everybody that's doing this is right. So filter it appropriately. appropriately. So Community resources on social media. So let's talk about that next. There was a, there was a site up in Anchorage, and I won't mention it. Last week, the show last week, I actually gave him credit. This week, I actually left the show, uh, or not the show, I left the website, uh, Facebook page, group, whatever it's called. And actually, within about 12 hours, my wife did too for a completely separate reason or, or a separate post that just was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for her. But for me personally, I started seeing what I thought was people taking advantage. You know, the, the, the resource was established early on, and I gave it some credit last week. Hey, this is a good resource. It's good to see the community come together. And I don't want to take away from the people that are trying to do good, right? Because there are a lot of people out there that are trying to help take care of the community, trying to help people through this, this, this rough time. But we've been into this situation long enough now we're all starting to see people that are willing to take advantage. People that are willing to take the easy button or hit the easy button and look for the easy solution versus working through it. For me, what, what I made a post on the site, admittedly, when I was feeling a little bit feverish and couldn't sleep at 2.30 in the morning. So uh, the articulation of the point I was trying to make, I failed on. I completely admit that I failed on trying to get the point across that I was driving. And it was very evident by the number of people who couldn't sleep also at 2.30 in the morning that immediately ripped my ass to shreds. So the post was intended to be more of a a platoon sergeant motivational talk of, hey, look, you kind of pick yourself up by the bootstraps, you know, persevere, fight through this. If you have to be prepared in advance, you know, there's things that you're not out of yet. Forecast that if you know you're going through things at a certain rate, buy it before you need it. And so... Uh, I offended folks, right? And so I could sense that. And so I immediately, after about getting my ass handed to me a few times, the intent wasn't to inflame people. The intent wasn't to create any turbulence, disruption, or negative ill feeling within the community. So I just responsibly removed the post. I didn't want to leave it up there. I didn't want to, especially at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I didn't want the six, seven, eight o'clock people that wake up like normal to get it. And then just the community fucking enraged because this asshole decided to try to motivate people in the middle of the sleep and didn't, he, he failed. So, so I pulled the post down and then to try to, you know, at least give back, you know, do some good. I saw a post about Amazon hiring people working from home 
And a lot of the people that were beating me up immediately were the restaurant workers or food service workers that are now out of a job. And that's horrible for them. Uh, in, in college uh, and in high school, you know, I worked in the food service industry as well when I was younger. And I couldn't imagine the, the impact of this on them right now. I can try to, I can try to empathize with it, but I'm not feeling their pain right now. I didn't just get laid off. I didn't just you know, effectively for the non-foreseeable future, lose my job, my only source of income. And that's horrible. So to try to make up for the negative that I accidentally put out there, I posted this post on Amazon about hiring people from home. And somebody who had read my post (laughs) that I just deleted that was only actually live for about 17 minutes uh, immediately destroyed me. She evidently had a bunch of anger built up and I deleted the post before she could go in and respond to it. So she decided to respond on my new post where I was trying to do good. And so I ended up having to pull that one down too, just because it, it, it got into this barrage of back and forth. And I I just, I choose to not be a part of that. Sometimes I get wrapped up into it. My wife and kids will tell you, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to not be a part of that. So, but anyway, what caused my wife to leave, but so, so I had this interaction at three o'clock in the morning. It was really kind of frustrating. And then as I, what caused me to, to make that first post was that I saw people taking advantage of what the, the, the intent of the website. And I hope I'm not singling any specific person out, but you know, people going, uh, you know, I've got X number of kids and we're completely out of toilet paper. Well, I mean, this has been going on for a couple of weeks. You know, you have children, you know, roughly, the, I, I know roughly the rate of how many rolls per day or how long a roll lasts in my house to be able to do some math and to know to prioritize, to try to find a scarce resource in advance before I run out. And I saw repeated post after post of people who, in my opinion, given a bad situation, I, I felt in not knowing them, right? I've got a single source of filter. I've got a single post. Before I kind of rip on people, I do troll the, you know, I do go look at their their profile and I try to figure out who makes this post and the kind of person it is, their background, their life based off their social media profile. But I see people who, in my opinion, and this is a small group of people, not a large group of people, but I saw repeatedly people that just historically by their own social media profiles have a habit of not making good life choices or not making great decisions. Some of it could be, you know, the life that was bestowed upon them. uh, And some of it could be the choices that they made, right? And again, for folks listening to this, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but we've got to admit some people make good life choices. Some people don't make good life choices. Some people are truly victims of circumstance. So in my focus was to try to encourage, motivate, guide, coach, mentor, whatever the people out of making bad life choices, I wasn't trying to focus and pick on the people who are truly a victim of circumstance. But anyway, so yeah, that 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 went to shit quick, and uh, I pulled that off. On the same uh, group later that day, my wife saw a post of a of an individual who had multiple children who evidently couldn't get to their children to feed them, and no shit went to this social media post and requested for people to see if somebody could deliver a pizza to their children, a pizza to their children. Not, hey, we need food. Uh, I've got X number of children and I don't know how I'm going to feed them. They specifically requested a pizza delivery on somebody else's dime to their fucking house. I'm sorry, folks. That's taking advantage of a community resource that was meant 
to do good. So, and again, my wife, like-minded like me, which is why we've been together for 24 years, had seen a growing number of posts, not just on this one specific page, but on others of people that seem to be taking advantage of situations. And so finally, we're just like, you know what, this is, it's becoming a source of negativity. For me at 2.30 in the morning, it was very much a source of negativity. So we just decided to walk away from it. Uh, We know what our community bubble is in our our network of support within our, our local community. So, so that's, kind of where we're at. Uh, I don't want to just ramble for no reason. So to kind of close out what I would tell folks, you know, take it serious, but don't overthink it. Give it the appropriate amount of respect, precaution, and preparation that it needs. Look out for yourself and your family. Look out for your community and stay healthy. So I'll take a quick pause and we'll come back and I will... I'll give some updates on Remedy Alpine, but they're kind of slim to none right now. Anyway, I really need to pause so I can drink some coffee. So I'll be back in just a second. All right, so Remedy Alpine updates. This one's going to be kind of a challenge is Remedy Alpine is on an operational hold. And we'll talk about that, I guess, as our update. So early in the week, the principals, Eric, myself, and Luke got together. and it, We had to make a tough decision. We'll, we could kind of see the writing on the wall. We saw a bunch of social mandates coming out. And our line of business is still not large groups of people, but, you know, putting people together in the outside, not congested inside. So did everything really apply to us? Understanding that our program goal is to try to decrease isolation and get people healthy and outside. And so we unfortunately came to the decision that we needed to go into an operational hold um, and cease all operations. As things progressed through the week, the social mandates increased. You kept seeing more recommendation for isolation, smaller groups of people. And ultimately what was just released yesterday, which kind of backs up or I think helps support the proactive decision by the executive leaders and the owners of Remedy Alpine, the National Park Service has suspended the climbing permits for Denali in in Alaska for this year. So all folks who had a big mountain permit to climb either Mount Denali or Mount Forker, those have all been suspended. What does that mean, right? But but here's kind of the oxymoronic or, you know, the, the duality of what we're trying to do. Uh, although we, we can't, in good faith right now, encourage people to get together in groups to get outside, get outside. One of the things that's proven, not just with the coronavirus, but also if you look back at uh, the Spanish flu of 1918, and I'm still going to call it the Spanish flu. Uh, I don't know how we're getting historical names of diseases that need to change now because we don't want to offend people. I think the Spaniards, if they were going to get offended by it over a hundred years, they would have been offended by it by now, but whatever. So anyway, if you look at people that recovered or were treated from the Spanish flu, there's documentation from nursing staff, medical staff, medics, whatever their titles were back then, uh, shaman, whatever. The folks that recovered outside that were not in a tent, the folks that recovered outside in the sunlight fared well and even fared better than those that recovered inside of a tent. So by all means, get outside, take advantage of the sunlight, take advantage of the fresh air, treat yourself mentally, treat yourself physically, and try to take care of yourself. So that's going to be our show for this week, folks. Hopefully next weekend we will uh, have a regular show. I'll get Eric on here. We'll talk about veteran service and veteran support organizations. As I'm wrapping up the show production, it's now Tuesday. We started recording on Saturday. Just as a follow follow-up. I did get my COVID results back. I am negative. I'm no longer isolated. I can be back to being isolated like everybody else. 
So that's the show this week, folks. We appreciate you tuning in. Remember, drop us a line at bullets to beans at gmail.com. Check out the Remedy Alpine website at www.remedyalpine.com. Give us a review, share our show with folks that you think would like it. And by all means, remember, this is the official podcast of Remedy Alpine, reminding you to work the mountain and rest your mind. <laughs>